everybody. Welcome to another great episode of Chai Spirits, guys. Uh, I'm your host, Parker. I'm joined by some special guests to talk about a really fun topic. We're talking about Irish whiskey, specifically spot whiskey. And we have a bunch of varieties of these spots, green spot, gold spot, yellow spot, blue spot, red spot. This is not a Dr. Seuss book. This is a whiskey <laughs> tasting. I can see how you get confused. Um, joining us today for this is, uh, we got a, this is actually a really fun panel. Uh, I'm joined by producer, producer Jenny. Hello, Jenny. Hello. Um, we have our dear friend Victoria back with us. Hello, hello. Our wine expert, <laughs> WSET3 holder, Damien. I don't know about all that, but uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, which part of that was untrue? Let's, uh... Uh, well, <laughs> wine expert. Let's, let's, okay. let's start there. <laughs> I love the confidence. This is, yeah. this is great. And then joined by first time guest uh, and friend of the show, Brandon. Hello, Brandon. Hey there. Thanks for having me. No, we're so happy to have you here. Uh, as we do with every first time guest, I like to uh, we'll get to know him a little bit. What um what do you like to drink, Brandon? That's a really good question. I like to drink a little bit of everything. Um, I got some paint thinner over here. We're gonna pass that around. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm not totally opposed. Um, no, I so my just real quick kind of drinking background. Um, <laughs> beer has kind of always been my first and deepest passion. Um, sure. So I get really into. Uh, although not as much as I get older now, I can't drink them quite as much, but mm. um, the barrel-aged stouts uh, mm. have always kind of gone for uh, chasing those down and enjoying those quite a bit. Um, Very cool. We actually have a couple of uh, Goose Island stouts kicking around here Yeah, that I've, you might be interested in. I've got too many. Uh, <laughs> we, still have, we still have that Dark Lord that Matt got us, too, oh, that right. like variant of it. That's right. I'm sorry, we, the what? We got to drink that. Oh, the Dark Lord, yeah. yeah. Do you know? Did I say that right? Is that You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Matt had to wait in line that for was, that too. That was, that was two a, Christmases ago, so that's been that's been um, marinating. Yeah, in the oh. in the beer fridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, if everyone doesn't have a beer fridge. What are you guys doing? Get a beer fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off, Brandon. No, you're good. I do have a beer fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have two two actually. Uh, oh, right. A full size one in the garage, which is entirely full of beer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then a smaller one, which is full of um, barely just outs. Very so, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the last five so years, really kind of migrated. Uh, over to the brown spirits, um, bourbon, rye, mm-hmm. um, Irish, of course, that we'll talk about today. Um, yeah, and uh, honestly, thanks to you guys' podcast, I've really kind of uh, tried to migrate a little bit beyond the brown stuff and Very cool. uh, become more aware of mezcal and um, agave spirits and, and rum and things like that. So, um, got some learning and catching up to do, but that's you know we're we're here to we're here for the people to, say, to teach to them know, about all the great spirits. I'm glad to know we helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, I mean that's exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. On on my tombstone, they're going to put he helped. <laughs> he helped exactly. <laughs> I mean a great example of that, if I can, is um, you guys had the Cinco Sentidos episode you guys did. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, and like I hadn't, I think even to that point, ever had even tried mezcal, um, and so after that, I f- I found some at a bar, and I was like. I want to try that because that was something that a lot of you guys raved about oh, yeah. and it was fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's such a good, that is in particular, such a cool, interesting spirit and really it, the different agaves, it really varies. So it's kind of a fun journey to go on, Yeah, which we're still on, you know, still mm-hmm. but very cool. So, um, what is your background with, uh, this brand we're talking about today? Uh, the spot whiskeys. Yeah. I've, I've been drinking spot for, like I said, probably four or five years now. Um, Kind of started out with your typical entry level spots, the green and the yellow. Um, did gravitate to red at some point, um, and that was. I mean, as we'll go through these, you know, we'll see how they progress. But the red is really fantastic, um, 
and a couple of other ones that we'll get to um, are relatively newer. Um, yeah. Within the past, I think, year or two. Um, but in my opinion, they all kind of follow that that same arc and are just really delicious and um, pretty accessible, um, mm-hmm. which is a great combo. They do some really interesting aging, which we're going to get into in detail. And this is why I wanted Damien on, because they, uh, they have some interesting wine finishes that we're going to talk about. Yeah, let's and, do it. And, uh, you know, you're my guy on this subject. <laughs> wine expert Damien. <laughs> I do my best. Really hyping you up. <laughs> but uh, first, a little background on the brand. So it was founded by the entrepreneurial family, uh, Mitchell family, in 1887. So they, uh, in over in Dublin, they started with a tea confections and cakes shop. So basically a, a tea and bakery shop. Okay. In, in Dublin. Island, back speaking in, to Vic over there. The yeah, right up my alley. Yeah, before they got into uh, wine exporting and importing, and then eventually whiskey bonding. So uh, it's kind of cool what they what they did when they got started was they would, because uh, they were doing wine importing and exporting, so they had these wine barrels. They would literally just put them on a, a cart on, with a horse, send it down the road over to the Jameson distillery. They would they'd fill up the barrels for them, send them back, and then they'd age them at, at their place. So kind of cool. Jameson uh, historically made a lot of, of the Irish whiskey that exists in the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no surprise there. But uh, that's pretty cool that it was just like, yeah, they threw a couple barrels of, of wine on the cart and sent it on down the road to get filled up. Um, they, they marked the barrels in, the, uh, in their rickhouse or whatever they were using to store the barrels. Uh, with different spots of paint, spot in quotes here, um, the different co- the color represent the age of the whiskey in the barrel. So blue was seven years, a green dot meant it was ten years, yellow dot meant twelve, a red meant fifteen, and that's where they came up with the name Spot Whiskey. And those spots are also on the bottles over here too. Yeah, they've uh, they've really uh, embraced that as a thing. So there's green spot, which we're going to be trying today: green spot, gold spot, yellow spot, blue spot, and red spot. And they mostly stick to the age statements they were. Um, using way back when, and we'll talk about it each when we get into each one. Um, in recent years, at least according to their website, uh, Spot Whiskeys have been quietly reassuring, uh, reassuming their role as Dublin's finest underground and creative thinking whiskeys. Uh, they have that at two different parts of their website when you look at it. <laughs> so they're very into that. Uh, they like that, create, that, I like that phrase, creative thinking whiskeys. Yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. Now, I, I, I've got a little bit of history with the brand. Obviously, Brandon does. Uh, have any, you, any of you guys tried any of these before? None. No. I have had yellow and green. I used to work at an Irish pub, so it was up there. And I got to try all of our nicer, you know, that was our top shelf. We are a bit of a, a little bit of a dive, but I I enjoy them both. I'm a big Irish whiskey fan when it comes to whiskey. So very cool. I know friend of the show and um, hardcore Bucks fan, Andy, uh, recently got a bottle of green spot. Um, yeah. That that he enjoyed. (laughs) So I think he's going to really be dialed into this one. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. but yeah, let's let's get into it. In front of us, we have got the uh, green spot. But first, let's take a quick break. And we're back. Uh, in front of us, we've got the green spot whiskey. This is pot stilled uh, whiskeys aged between seven and ten years. Uh, they are really big at the distillery on this of using three different types of barrel that they age it in and then they blend them together. But all of them are aged like in that range. So seven to ten for this. We've got new bourbon. We've got refill bourbon. We got sherry casks. Now, do you get any of you guys know the difference between new, a new bourbon barrel and a refill bourbon barrel, and how it affects aging? I do not. Please tell me about it. I mean, I would guess <laughs> a, a well, new bourbon is that just an American oak? I don't know. Wait, so they're, they're the same thing. It's yeah. just a uh, a new bourbon barrel. So bourbon you can only use once. The barrel. Right, right. Once the bourbon, it's got to be a new American oak. As soon as it's they bottle that, that is now a bourbon, like a used bourbon barrel. 
Um, the first fill of that, so they give that to a dis- another distiller, a scotch, Irish whiskey, whatever the case, rum, whatever it is. That's a, now a new bourbon barrel that they can use. Now, but it's already been it's already been aged in bourbon. But the yeah. first time it's used after that is cor- a new, cor- okay. correct. Now you can oh, use okay. those barrels for years and years and years. You can use those barrels like for twenty five years if you want, and you can just keep reusing them. Now the longer you use them for, the less impact it has on the spirit you're aging. Sure. So. It's interesting that they have a blend of a new bourbon and a refill bourbon because theoretically that refill bourbon is going to have less impact the barrel on the spirit than the new bourbon is. So it's interesting they have like a combo of those to probably get the right flavor profile they're looking for. Because sometimes too much of a good thing can be too much of a good thing. So Mm -hmm. a good combo there. Have you seen that much before? Um, Not really those two combos. Sometimes, but not usually more with scotch than with... uh, um, Irish whiskey, but I'm interested to see how it plays here. And then, of course, sherry. Uh, this comes in at 80 proof, and you can get this at your local liquor store for about 70 bucks, give or take. Uh, what are you guys getting on the nose? I was expecting, because of the sherry, more red fruit, but I feel like I'm getting something more like tropical. Oh, interesting. Mango-y or something like that. My initial thought was, you know, those Michigan cherries again. Yeah. I'm always talking about those Michigan cherries. I mean, you do have a buy Michigan cherries tattoo on your arm, which is a bold choice. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone's paying you for that. <laughs> but uh, no, I like it. So yeah, I think that has to do, Jenny, with the fact that it's, you know, only, it's not a third. I don't know what the ratio is, but sure. basically a third of this is sherry finish. So mm-hmm. there's a lot more going on, maybe. I do get that kind of mango, though. Some, I mean, it's, it's, I don't it's know, something tropical. I don't actually know what mango smells like, but it's like, yeah, some sort of tropical fruit <laughs> is really what I'm trying to go for here. <laughs> I'm I'm picking up, at least to me, apricot. Um, I didn't say it this time. It was somebody else. That is a favored uh, taste note of Jenny's. But yes, I uh, I could see that little bit of stone fruit action going on there. Yeah, I could see that. Because I'm I'm not getting that um like that red fruit note. That, no. that you might expect with a sherry barrel. Mm-mm. It's a little bit. Um, I also don't think it's like citrus. No, I know. I no, agree. definitely I like not. No, I, I like that sto- that like fresh stone fruit kind of kind of vibe there. So good call. I feel like look at first time. He's just like first shot ever. He's right like off three. the bat. <laughs> I can think of my kids for that. We have one of the things they eat is dried apricots. There you oddly. go. Um, <laughs> and I've had some of those recently. So I'm like, this shooter's got to shoot. There yeah. we go. Kind of like yeah. that. So I might be done the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> I got one. You're like, no, thank you very much. Came in, hit a, hit a three off the bench and he's like, all right, I'm out. See you guys. I will not be here all week. Thank I will not retire being hundred percent from the field. <laughs> I'm good now, right? Um, I just took a sip of this and I feel like I do have a little bit more of like a berry flavor, maybe like a raspberry. God, that's mm. smooth. Yeah, that's pretty easy drinking. Wow. Haiti proof. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Damien, give me your hot take. Hot <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no, I, I admittedly I I was kind of struggling to to find a to find an aroma profile to put it, but sometimes like when I again uh, noted I, I have a little bit more of a wine background, but uh, when I kind of struggle to find an aroma profile, sometimes it means that there's like not like a direct one. And I, I kind of feel that here, like at least for me, it wasn't leading with anything in particular. Um, though the, there was nothing off putting. Uh, I'm not sure if it was like intentionally a little bit more restrained style. Um, but I thought it showed a little bit more on palette. Yeah. This is the screen spot. I am. Um, I'm getting personally a little bit of the, uh, like chocolate malt going on. I like the chocolate note. I was thinking mm, that little as milk well. chocolate malt. I do like I do like this. It's a nice, easy drinking Irish whiskey. Can't complain. Yeah, I haven't had this in in 
quite a while actually. Um, and I probably have changed a bit. Um, mm. I'm sure it's opened up in the years it's been open, but it's better than I remember it being. Um, which I think is more about me and my taste evolving than yeah. Same than here, it changing. But it's um, no, that's very approachable. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really nice. Um, I always thought like when I had had it before, it was a little bit boring. Maybe that's not the right word, but um, I think unremarkable is what we're looking for. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's eighty proof. I feel like I be, feel like once yeah. we get to the somewhat higher proofs, they'll, they'll stand up a little bit more. But for an 80 proof Irish whiskey, I very much like it. I think when I very first tried this, I was at the beginning of tasting any kind of whiskey at all whatsoever. So I had, you know, Jameson and other lower end things to, you know, I love Jameson, but lower end things to compare it to. And I think at that point, I still didn't realize how mellow it was. Mm -hmm. And now years later, I'm like, oh, okay, this is really easy drinking. It's not nearly as yeah. intense as Harsh. I thought it was. Um, I do think there is yeah. a, a bit of a journey that you have to take when it comes to like drinking higher proofs. Like when yes. you first, if you're not familiar with them, they just kind of shock your palate a little bit and it takes some time to get used to them. And it took me a little bit time to, of time to be able to figure out and like pull out tasting notes from higher proofs because to me, I just tasted the heat, but now yes. I'm, I'm able to kind of pull those things out a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. And you can always put a drippy drop of water, which is a term that I coined. <laughs> yeah. Drip, drip well, drop. Drippy drop is exactly, mm -hmm. are you sure that was you that coined it? Yeah, I'm positive. It absolutely sounds like something Allie would say. No, I'm very confident. She also calls things, says things like forky fork or, yeah. you know, she, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why it's weird that I came up with that term, but uh, <laughs> that's what I, I'm saying. I didn't, I don't see her here to, I thought it was plagiarism. So. It. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I will say about this, and I don't know if it's because it's so smooth and such a, a low, um, proof. I get kind of like a buttery, not like a toffee cause it's not quite that sweet. Or but honey though, maybe, maybe honey. Yeah. Something, mm -hmm. something, I don't know. It goes down smooth. In a in a flavor kind of way. <laughs> no, it is very very tasty, very approachable. Mm -hmm. At eighty proof for sure. All right, next up, we've got the gold spot. So this guy is matured for at least nine years in bourbon barrels. So again, triple matured. So n nine years in bourbon barrels, sherry butts, and Bordeaux wine casks. Oh, and port pipes. Four things in this one. Jesus Christ. A lot going on there. Quad, quad matured. Um, very interesting. I'm curious how the sherry port and Bordeaux is all going to play together. Now, do you see a lot of that, Damien? You ever mix those together in a glass of wine? <laughs> Not yet. Uh, though I'm always uh, down for, uh, you know, experimentation in the wine world. Love, but, um, love an adventure. Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, I, I, I feel like sherry is a lot more of an easy transition uh, for a lot of spirits uh, because, you know, a lot of sherry styles are going to see extended bottle aging or pardon, uh, extended barrel aging. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of uh, flavor profiles kind of like, you know, cross genres. But Bordeaux is the one that's a little bit more interesting to me. Um, at least like a new Bordeaux, uh, Bordeaux, probably like one of the one of the places that really pioneered like um aging in in barrique which is well it's yeah uh barrique is a is a fixed size um you know wine uh wine aging vessel uh, and it tends to impart um you know those like the toasty uh tobacco notes um sweet tobacco cedar wood um 
and that I, I I'm a little bit more interested to see how that plays in here. It's all good. No, I noticed on this bottle for the gold spot too, though, that it's it's like a hundred, like is it limited edition or 135th anniversary? Yes. Yeah, so, so this is not an everyday one you can find, but okay. it's, it was fairly available though at the time. Yeah. So it was a it was a like a limited release kind of a deal. Yeah. 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 But it was like not so limited. Like you on their website, it's one of the ones that are on there. Yeah. It's not like so limited that it's some crazy thing. Um, this comes in at 102.8 proof. So this is a, a significant jump up in proof from what we were just having. And it shows on the nose. Yeah, immediately. There's a nice richness on the nose there that I am here for. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like I, uh, while the first one I, I was maybe struggling to find like a little bit of like, um, yeah, like a, this is a lot more in your face. Mm -hmm. uh, though again, it still shows a little bit more restraint, but you know, uh, it's easier to kind of like grab onto it. Yeah, I think I'm picking up what I assume is the port and potentially the Bordeaux, like a very strong red liquid uh, influence. Like I feel like a raspberry again, like a like a darker berry. I don't think it's cherry. No, definitely not. Yeah, so I mean, if you were to think about like the fruit profiles and like a Bordeaux, you would think uh, you would think like a black plum, red plum, black, uh, like blackberry or something like that. I would say like lots of like black fruit, mm -hmm. um, black fruit generally. Sometimes they, uh, you'll think all the books say currant, like black currant. Mm -hmm. That is one Though, of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, they're a little bit hard to come by in Chicago. <laughs> like yes, I've, they yeah, are. So I, 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 I can't no. really, you know, say that with certainty, uh, but. I don't know if I've ever had a black currant in yeah, my life. Exactly. It's not a common <laughs> yeah, thing. They're not, the they're United not super States. common. Yeah. I, the last time I used them was. I typically make blackcurrant scones. I know we've talked about it. I, I'm always talking about scones. It's my favorite. Um, but that recipe that I had originally learned calls for blackcurrants because mm. it's a traditional English. I mean, you find them in England. Exactly. But that is one That's thing. That's why Kitty always brings them up on the podcast. Yes, exactly. I'll find Wisconsin that I... Wisconsin expert Kitty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I crave like heavy red wines when I eat those scones, when I get to... Um, you guys should try this because it's amazing. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, the proof is like really good for this because it's got some backbone to it. Mm -hmm. So has that nice richness. It's got like a, a good viscosity on the mouthfeel. Yeah. Got a nice vanilla. Yeah. Note to it. No, this one, this one is very nice. I think it's like, you can tell that this is an upgrade. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. I, like, I get a, a very, sorry to cut you off. No, I get like good. a very like, um, on the finish, I get like a light, a lot of ripe fruit uh, on the finish that I, yeah, almost. Still changing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to think about it a little bit This reminds me of berry picking when I was a kid. You guys ever go berry picking when you were kids? I mean, only um, the little poisonous berries that you could find on the side <laughs> of the road near where I lived. Yeah, those are the ones I'm talking about. Southern California doesn't really I don't know berry if it's like a, plenty. like a peach. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting because on the finish, I got like an overripe uh like white fruit or it, it like on the finish it's not really like a like a plum or a currant it's no it's yeah, lighter exactly yeah i'm not sure how that's getting there is but it it's a, it's very interesting no it's not pear i don't know what it is but there's definitely like, maybe it's pear i don't know there's a lot going on with it in a good way what do you think brandon um it's good it's it's certainly more complex than the green spot we just had um i think that's not a surprise at the proof and the proof is a good proof. I agree with whoever said that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's really nice. I mean, you can still tell 
that it's an Irish whiskey, but mm-hmm. there's just a lot more going on. Um, it's really enjoyable. Yeah. I totally agree with what you said, um, that like on the nose and on like initial taste, it's got that like dark black fruits. On the end, it somehow gets all all light and nice and white fruity. I think it's the, I think it's the port that's giving, giving you that on the nose and then on no. the... Uh, like that sherry in Bordeaux was giving you the... White uh, fruit is the way to describe it. Sorry. Continue. Well, like a white sangria kind of going on there? Yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly no, what that's I was a, thinking. That's a good point. No, I was trying to whisper to to Vic and then like but immediately remember that I... Microphone? Like that, yeah. You did it in a Everybody mic. can hear the microphone that I'm speaking into. So Jenny, sorry about that. Jenny. Good note. <laughs> Thank you. Good stuff. But uh, no, good stuff. I agree. That's I think that's a significant step up from the green spot. Yes, it's, it's, it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. Next up, we're going to pass it around here. We've got the uh, yellow spot uh, matured for a full 12-year period in three oak types, American bourbon barrels, Spanish sherry butts, and Spanish Malaga casks, which is a rare fortified wine. Hey, we're going to go there. That adds some exotic uh-huh. notes to Spain. Yes, we are. The luckily, Ablo Espanol. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, weren't you like the, the president of... Uh... I was el presidente del club de español. Yes, Damien. Uh, in, mi cole- in mi colegio. I took uh, cuatro años de español in uh, mi colegio y uno más en universidad. And, uh, but the big... you, know, you speak more Spanish than I do. <laughs> but the big joke was I was pretty bad at Spanish for, for being the president <laughs> of the Spanish club. But, uh, you know, we had a big, big rivalry with the Latin club. Oh, I love that. That sounds like that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, well, one of us was in a club that was a, de- a dead language, and one of us wasn't. So yeah. <laughs> you, you can pick your. I think Spanish is like number three, isn't it? Like, it's I think it's top five, like in terms of like. Was it Mandar- active, Mandarin English and then? Uh, I think it's something like that. I think it's like Mandarin. I don't know. In- English is pretty well known throughout the mm-hmm. the world here. Anyway, yellow spot matured for a full twelve year period in three oak types: bourbon barrels, sherry butts. Spanish Malaga casks. Um, do you know what Malaga is, Damien? Unfortunately, I I, I don't. <laughs> because I looked this, I tried to look this up, and all I could find was I'm sure there, if I had I spent more than three minutes on it, I could have found more. But it's a rare fortified wine that adds exotic notes to. Uh, well, uh, I will say the wine world is very large. Uh, there are lots of you know, th- there's wine produced in. In a lot, uh, I, I assume they just made red and white. Is there oh, and rose? So it's a third. <laughs> yeah, no, red, well, white, and pink. But uh, I, <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, uh, yeah, it's a lot of places have you know very niche you know wines that might not you know be super known. Uh, this is gonna be pretty embarrassing if this is actually like a pretty known one that I'm just completely unaware of. But well, e- even the internet said it was rare, so I think you're probably okay. Um, I, I did want to note. I'm oh, sorry, Vicky, you gotta. No, you're fine. I was just going to say I've also taken enough wine courses to know that I I would know that if it was <laughs> I at least would if it was recognize it if yeah. it was a big thing that you're just missing out on. So I don't yeah. I don't think it's you. All right, I don't feel so bad. So a site that I love for looking up things is Distiller, and uh, this got a 96 rating on Distiller, Ooh. Which, is, which is pretty good, <laughs> pretty pretty good, and uh, comes in at 120 uh, 120 bucks, 92 proof. What are you guys getting on the nose? immediately like a caramel or a toffee like a buttery sugary do you have any anything you'd like to pair with any of these so far oh i have been doing that i normally do that mm-hmm. i'll have to think about it but okay. no, but i am we'll, gonna say we're that gonna, the last we're gonna one... ask you on the next three okay good yeah sounds good to me no buttery i like i love the buttery note got an update from our intern 
She's been currently th- throwing up on an airplane, so that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprising based on the few texts that I've gotten from her oh over the weekend. I, honestly, this, this picture she sent me, I'm showing it to Vic on my watch real quick. She can't see it. Um, I, oh, no. We, we should post that on, Poor the, sweet uh, babe. on the Instagram for the, uh, the Chai Spirits guys. That's good. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways, buttery on the nose is where I'm at so far. Yes, totally agree. I do get that sweet. The reason I say either caramel or toffee, those are, by the way, essentially made the same. The, the only difference is how much you push it around while it's being made. Um, but it's it's that sweet, that Maillard browning, which is just caramel, becoming caramel. Okay. Sugar cooking, Maillard browning. It's what you see on the top of bread. Okay. So the reason bread gets brown on the top is because the sugar proteins in the bread um, react with the heat and they turn brown and they they make everything crusty and delicious. But anyway, cool. that's what I'm getting to is that that's what we're, well, that's what I'm smelling. It's a, it's, it's a, note, it's that a on little the lesson from the pastry chef. Yeah. Yellow spot has that on the nose is what we're getting at. I've got some light fruit on the nose too, but I'm having trouble placing it once again. I think it's like a peach. I was going to say, is maybe where the peach comes in? I'm yeah. getting that peach, yeah. I, almost, yeah. I was kind of looking at apricot and peach, but I was not confident in, enough in either one of them. So thank you, friends. You just got to be confident. You have to be right, just confident. <laughs> I was trying to teach Damien this at our wine tasting earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, I was not confident. It doesn't matter if you're right, just be tasting, confident. But... Gotta be confident. I was like, yeah, this feels like a Zinfandel, let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, next time I'm and the, coming. And then Damien fun. spent the rest of the time, you're like, I think you're right, I think it's a Zinfandel. <laughs> Incredible. I'd be pretty excited. Hey, if you can't beat him, join him, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that it was in this stuff. Let's, uh, let's dig in, gang. What's, uh, what's everybody getting on the palate? Buttery vanilla. This yellow spot. Honestly, mm. that the, I feel like the palette matches the the nose quite a bit on this one. Yeah. I feel like I also, uh, in terms, I feel like I got a little bit more of like an unctuous rich texture on this than I've maybe gotten on the previous. Use unctuous in a sentence, please. <laughs> Other than that one. What does that mean? What does that word mean? Like just very rich, like... Um, Saucy, viscous, a um, little bit more heavy texture. Okay, I went to public school in Florida, so yeah. like, I, <laughs> I went to public school in Chicago, <laughs> so I'm not sure. <laughs> I like it though. That's it. it is. There's a nice richness to that. It's yeah. obviously lower proof than the last thing we tried, 92. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think the proof shows, but I don't think it's. I think it holds up though. Yeah. But yeah, I get definitely get that either like vanilla, maybe still a hint of that toffee, but like more of a vanilla bean though. It's like a um, important distinction. Very much so. Yes. Not not extract. It's like that that real shit. Yes. The kids are talking about. But the more I'm sitting rich. with this, I feel like I'm getting some sort of baking spice on it. We can never pin down what spice that is. Is it an? I don't nutmeg know. Nutmeg is usually what I say. I was gonna say <laughs> nutmeg. Though. No, I get that. I totally get that. But it's something yeah. like that. We'll go baking with that. Baking spice, though, when you talk about baking spice, it is typically like nutmeg is most of what people are like, oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's I like mean, baking I, it's spice. Not, it's not like cinnamon. I, I get a hint of turmeric, but that's just me. Okay. But, um, <laughs> if I dig deep for that, I can agree with you. <laughs> or just keep drinking. <laughs> Brandon, your thoughts on this one? Um, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I can kind of see the, the nutmeg baking spice there. Um, that wasn't like clear and apparent to me, but after you mentioned it and I kind of sit with it. Yeah. It took a little bit um, of time for that one to come out to me. Yeah. I think that's where maybe your experience, um, in doing stuff like this, mm-hmm. 
definitely shows a lot of experience um, at her age yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like that the buttery vanilla and honey I like all that so here's the thing i keep trying to think of something mm, pastry to, wise yeah and as much as i'd like to do that what i'm stuck on is actually a dish that i make all the time that is not a pastry okay and it is a lemon ricotta ravioli with a brown butter sage sauce. Yeah. And we're having that for dinner tonight. <laughs> I, if I can go to the store, yeah, I can make it for us. <laughs> say, I'd like you to make that for us at some I point in time. Absolutely, that I, sounds delightful. I usually make that. And I'm I actually, a, Allie has tomorrow. had it before, although we were extremely drunk. So no promises that she remembers it. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, uh, I usually make it with like a piece of salmon. And I know that I, I just think that that would work so well. Mm, I love that. I'll maybe come up with a pastry as well, but I'm stuck on that. It's one of my favorite things to make. I could totally see how that would work well with this, though. Yeah. It, ma- it makes sense. Now, Damien, are you getting any fruit notes on this thing? Because there is some Spanish sherry. There isn't whatever the fuck Malaga is. <laughs> um, uh, I kind of, admittedly, I... Uh, I kind of have to reach for fruit on the nose. Uh, I think it's like, as was mentioned, uh, definitely, especially as I sit with it uh, a little bit more, a little bit more like uh, like burnt sugar, as was mentioned. Um, I'm getting like uh, like bananas foster, kind of like almost Ooh, in the nose. Ooh, I like that. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I wouldn't have thought of banana at all. <laughs> no, but fair. that's, that's but you makes, did it. You did the pastry pairing. I, well, I, I, it was in the, it me. was, well, no, it was in the, it was in, you know, the, the energy was in the room. So my head, you know, kind of went down that lane. I'm going um, to go a slightly different I direction. I love that. Creme brulee. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah, that too. Creme brulee. I mean. Yeah. I do like creme brulee. By the way, even that, mixed nodding, that's, get, that's the the vanilla bean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. brings that in perfectly. I want to also add that when we make our ne- next tasting wheel, on the last episode, I said I wanted cola on it. Sure. Um, yeah. I'd also like to add creme brulee to that tasting wheel. Yeah, because yeah, we, we, we actually do have that one every once in a while. I'm gonna make an elaborate pie chart on. Uh, <laughs> okay. Somewhere, and that's gonna be our new tasting wheel. I don't see marzipan on here. I know, right? I know, right? You're <laughs> oh, right. You're don't, absolutely don't, correct. Don't you worry. That's going to be a fifth of the. the I want to make sure that's like. We, we were joking about making. Bold. We were joking about making John just like a t-shirt of his own, like with his own tasting wheel, which is just almond Mar- and marzipan. Oh, marzipan. Yeah. marzipan, little almond in the corner. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. I have an idea for the website when we do that. So it'll say like when you go to tasting wheel, it'll say that it'll be like a round thing that says this tasting wheel fucks click here and then it reveals the tasting wheel that's pretty cool yeah i, I dig that we gotta make the taste wheel first though yeah I'm we do <laughs> okay. by the way go to our new website try spiritsguys.com it's beautiful it's new and improved it's a gorgeous website mm-hmm. it's it's very impressive many people are saying it is very impressive maybe the best website there's ever been of all time mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway this yellow spot is fucking good mm-hmm. yeah i was just gonna say gosh darn it that's delicious I, I understand the uh, the high rating on the stiller for this. This yeah, is. I feel sad that to this point in my life, I have it took me until now to taste this because it is very good. You know, the only reason I tasted it is because I worked at a bar where it was. There's a lot of things that I only tasted because of that. Yeah. I bet. Otherwise, I wouldn't have tasted uh, Red Breast Twelve mm. until I met Allie. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good too. It's her favorite. We like. She we like the Red Always breast. has it on the on the. We have, She's always got it. We've got it. That's, That's Allie's. Yeah. I'm, it's actually, Allie's on the bottle. Bottle. I'm yeah. actually toying with the idea of us throwing in the red breast after this to see how it compares to the, all the spots. Because 
that is really the the comp- competition is it's Redbreast and it's the spots and then like Middleton for the high end. Yeah, but for like the, those are all of the ones that we had at my bar. I've the, tried all the, of them. Yeah, the mid level <laughs> stuff is uh is good. I I wanted to read you guys the uh, so this is the yellow spot note on the distiller. They have like their expert note who gave it the ninety six. Uh, the wine barrels have certainly shown influence on this whiskey with a juicy red fruit filled nose and palate. Hidden in between the layers of fruit, you'll discover a taste that you may recognize if you've ever eaten Ferrero Rocher chocolate hazelnut candies. As you continue to taste, the fruity flavors deepen into toffee, dried clementine, and bitter walnut. Yeah, This is less creamy than the green spot and finishes with a gentle bite from the proof. Is it weird that I think half of her notes are wrong? <laughs> I just I, got really excited that I you did, said toffee, and I did say that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mind the hazelnut. No, yeah. No, hazelnut, um, I think, makes sense. Uh, I could see, like, some hazelnut chocolate. candy in the fridge right now. Um, at least, like, the, the you know, the Ferrara Rocher, uh, I can kind of get, because that's not, like, a very, like, deep, you know, dark chocolate. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't really get a red fruit nose on this. I don't and either. Yeah, nope. that's, that, that's where, like, I kind yeah. of really defer. And admittedly, I, like, you generally don't really get, like, a red fruit from most sherry. Uh, it's more oxidative, so it's, like, all nutty. Um, and then mm. I, I, again, I, I'm not too, I am no expert on, uh, Malaga wines, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> not, but clear, yeah, clearly it, none of us are. <laughs> yeah. It, it's pronounced Malaja. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Malaga. I think I'm he's pretty right. sure it's Malaga. I, I think they've nailed it. Let's, uh, <laughs> listen, I'm flying to Spain to find out the answer to this question. <laughs> yeah. Brings them back. Mm-hmm. Please don't spill the blue spot. <laughs> Oh, Actually, <laughs> as Damien knows, I love Spanish reds, um, mostly in the the ten to twenty dollar range. I also love Spanish reds. Although that Clio does fuck for forty bucks, mm-hmm. which which the owner of a wonderful uh, restaurant slash bar slash resort in Montana turned me on to. I've actually never had Clio, but I know that it's you know. Oh yeah, that one was of the, one great. of the wines. It's great. It was also a fun time. If you're ever in um, Montana. Um, like you're, Bozeman-ish, Livingston. Well, yeah, you're, uh, you're in Paradise Valley, which is a yeah. little south of Livingston. Mm-hmm. Um, check out Chico Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about sitting back in the back bar of the nice restaurant and get the filet Oscar. Mm-hmm. It's my, my mom has the highest recommendation possible for it. And then get the, um, the smoked s'mores old-fashioned, which is like a $25 cocktail, but totally worth it. Not sponsored, but it should be. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, the, we did a dessert while we were there that was uh, incredible. It was literally they hollowed out an orange, they filled it with dark chocolate and ice cream, and then they lit it on fire in front of us. Well, there, yeah, there's whipped cream on top of it too. I, I'm sorry, I missed the whipped cream. I was distracted by the fire. <laughs> well, that's what the was flaming like, I'm orange. Sorry. <laughs> the flaming orange, dark chocolate, and ice cream that was happening. I'm, I'm stuck on what they lit on fire in that. They put some booze on top there of it. There we go. There it is. Yeah, so I was, was like, I'm sorry. They lit the whipped cream on fire. Yeah, That's a, bad and gross. There was a lot going on, and it was delicious. And the filet Oscar is killer. If we go back to I'm visit. I'm it. trying to find the picture so I can show Vic. Mom, I know you're listening. She's not listening. But, uh, Did we go in 2021? <laughs> if, if she could figure out how to use the, uh, the, app, the Spotify app on her phone, we, maybe she'd be listening. But uh, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> but uh, we love that restaurant. Also, a wonderful disc golf course at that place. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. In Montana? Golf. Yeah, we have. Yeah. At the and same that, resort uh, that has this restaurant, we played disc golf. The smoked cocktail. We stayed there for a night, and it was pretty yeah. cool. And um, apparently, they do a big disc golf tournament there every year. They do it in, like, the winter, which is, like... Yeah, it's a whole winter thing where I'm assuming they're using glow-in-the-dark disc, discs because... Yeah. A lot of snow. 
Yeah, that was that was it was quite the hike for playing just like disc golf. It was basically a hike and a disc golf. The disc golf golf was almost secondary. Just a snowshoe to get from hole to hole. Yeah, uh, we were there during the summer, so it was actually quite hot when we were there. Oh, when you guys did it, yeah, yeah. But, but it, was, it was super I, cool. But maybe yes, maybe when they're doing the competition, I, I don't know. But cool. it might be it, worth being a spectator. It sometime. was so funny though because we, we had to go up like a certain amount of stairs to get up to like the plateau plateau that this thing was on, and it was it was basically going on a two hour hike. Yeah, we like, got through the first nine holes and we were like, so do we keep going or was that enough? And we kept going and it got more difficult and more steep and like everything. Though my but, frisbee game is pretty strong, so no, I was like into it. It was fun. And then we got then we got in the hot spring afterwards. It was fantastic. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, back on task here. Um, blue spot is a, what up next. So I was a little bit torn as to how to arrange these in the order because this one's only seven years old. It's matured no less than seven years in bourbon cask, sherry butts, and Portuguese Madeira cask. Here we go, Damien. Madeira. Ooh, Madeira. We, Yay, we love we Madeira in this house. I do like Madeira. Yeah. Madeira is delicious. Yeah. Madeira is fantastic. As I famously once aged Buffalo Trace in a two liter. A barrel that I put Madeira in beforehand. It's like the most Ooh. American thing I've ever heard in my life. You're wow. welcome. <laughs> the, uh, these colors don't run, Damien. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so very interesting stuff. I love Madeira. This is bottled at cast strength, which is 118.4 proof. So higher proof, younger age, but a uh, very interesting finish. Question for Madeira, what would be a typical flavor profile like what are we looking for for Madeira so let me backtrack I I joked that it was like the most American thing that I've ever heard because the founding fathers uh, were definitely drinking and sipping on Madeira that was the drink of the time for those who are unaware I'll have you know that George Washington had 40 barrels of rum at Mount Vernon upon the time of his death and he had it served at his inauguration so so what you're saying is is, you don't know about America America. (laughs) and uh Madeira is great, but like rum was really the American spirit. Well, yeah, I don't know about I don't know about the rum game, uh, but I, I do know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what he does know, no. Yeah, um, but Madeira, go on. Yeah, so Madeira, uh, yeah, it's it's made for uh, in the island in the island of Madeira. Uh, basically, when uh, you know sailors were on their ships, they were they were they were bringing wine, uh, you know, to to journey, uh, and then the conditions on the ships essentially, you know, like very hot, humid conditions uh, kind of affected the the wine. And, you know, over time, they kind of liked the way that the wine tastes after these voyages. They would taste even better than, you know, how they were on, on the island. Ah, so that's kind of how... Aged. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also aging under certain conditions, like yes. uh, like very hot, humid conditions. Uh, but yeah, I, so Madeira is, is really a big, a big category. Uh, so... Admittedly, I'm not the biggest fortified uh, expert. Uh, or, or um, and, and for that, let's go to our host Parker. Parker. Oh, <laughs> no, but uh, but uh, so so Madeiras do exist in both uh, dry and sweet styles, and I would say what you would generally note uh, from a Madeira is the notes of oxidation. So you do you do typic, typic, uh, typically get some notes of like walnut or some sort of nutty characteristic, Ooh, okay, along with some like burnt citrus, like burnt orange, brown sugar. Oh, speaking all, of that, like, yeah, orange there, no, <laughs> exactly. I thought that was a great segue into the Madeira, uh, like Madeira conversation. Those are all like uh, no no that we great would, job. In addition to that, Madeiras never die. You can have a bottle. There, there are bottles of Madeira. That you know you can find from the 1800s, and they are still kicking. Lincoln was halfway through a bottle at Ford's Theater. <laughs> you, you can, for five thousand dollars a pour, you can drink some of it. 
Incredible. I love how you were like, oh, I don't I don't know how much I can say on this. Gives us an entire history no, and no, no, tells no, no, us no, no. exactly Again, what I, we're going to be looking I've for in a comprehensive wine, like, like and well yeah, thought out. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm a Madeira rookie. I'm a fortified wine rookie, but uh, Madeira does have a place in my heart. I had a Madeira by the... Uh, by the, I think one ounce pour for like forty dollars at at a you know Michelin starred Portuguese Spanish style restaurant. Okay, I'm trying to go. And uh, yeah, it was like remarkable. It was a Madeira from like the fifties or something. She's and like name and address. Yeah, please. no, I, can, I, can you please loan me some money? So I, I can. That <laughs> Got you. Oh yeah, I can't. But uh, no, those uh, Madeira is really good. And um, yeah, again, it, it it never dies. So you can you can buy a bottle of Madeira along with a lot of fortified wine, right? Like you can open it, mm -hmm. um, keep it for a while. It won't go bad. But Madeira really doesn't go bad. Whereas like a Ruby Port over time would show some uh, signs of oxidation. Mm -hmm. Anything that's like gonna ruin a Madeira has already been done to Madeira. So you can just open it and close it, and it's good forever. My one of my friends has a bottle from his birth year in '85. And he's had it for years and he takes a sip uh, on his birthday every year and he feels like Benjamin Franklin when he does. <laughs> and then he puts it back and lets it be. So, I love that. Yeah. You must love French horse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the level of history we're having in this episode. This yeah. is yeah. history. I'm really digging the history yeah. we're, we're getting into. Yeah. Anyway, this is the blue spot for anybody who. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, yeah, in case remember. you forgot, I'm not, yeah, not tasting thanks for Madeira. Taking the, thanks for taking the journey with us, yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that uh, we mentioned what we were right. actually talking about. We're talking about, I do, we do a bad job sometimes of reminding people what we're actually drinking when we go on these tangents. So we're talking about blue spot. Um, what do you guys get on the nose? Creme brulee, which is kind of like that burnt orange note that. Damien. That was a cool note when I had it 10 minutes ago. Um, well, I found it again. See, okay, I'm struggling on this one. It's probably because the proof's higher. I'm not very used to it yet, but it smells very bright, which is a wine note, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. That's, no, that's okay. Um, it is 118 proof, so the last one was 92, so that's a big jump from the last thing we tasted, mm -hmm. so the nose should be fuller. I'm getting some of that apricot again. Um but a little bit um, richer. So like with some caramel, I think as well. Okay. I can see that. Or I could see peach too. But I like the apricot and honey note. That makes sense. Well, the reason I think that is, and on the side I was doing some quick Googling, but when I think of Madeira, I think of um, barrel seagrass, which is a rye that isn't finished in a couple of barrels, but one of them is, is uh, Madeira. Mm. And so... <clears throat> There's some familiarities uh, to that with this that I picked up on. Um, it's also, they also finish it in apricot brandy barrels, oh. um, which I think <laughs> is potentially where more of the barrel seagrass gets uh, the apricot from. Um, which is very unique about that, by the way. You do not see a lot of apricot brandy finishes mm -mm. or apricot brandy in general, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it did make me, I, and because I had some of that recently, um, I'm getting some similarities there. I get a little clove on the nose too. There's like a hint of spice there. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, not baking spice, but something a little bit more aromatic. A little clove, maybe a caramel, a little honey, something sweet there. But uh, I dig it though. Uh, and what this, is it? What and this get? one is cask strength. Correct. That's one eighteen point four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so immediately on the palate, it tastes nutty to me. I'm getting like pecan walnut. Had a joke and I'm gonna let it go. That's fine. Mm -hmm. We'll just leave that to the imagination. Mm -hmm. 
I like I like the walnut, I think. Yeah. Get a hint of almond, maybe marzipan. I'm just kidding. It's, uh, I was going to say specifically didn't say uh, almond. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Or like that hazelnut that we talked about before. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know I, that I'm. I think it's um a. <laughs> I think it's a darker nut uh, than hazelnut. <laughs> oh, is it darker? Is it yeah. a darker nut? Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, is a, a frame of reference I have. Uh, I, I really love your hesitation to say that. That yeah. was that was great. Yeah. Um, you know. So I, I think it that walnut seems good. Seems walnut, good. so a little bit of a bigger nut as well. Yeah, it's it's a pretty <laughs> substantially sized uh, nut, in my um, humble tasting opinion. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Glad he's got that experience. Yeah, it's all about frame of reference. That's, uh, we haven't we haven't had a good nut discussion on this podcast in right. a while. You're absolutely right. <laughs> We got deep into history. We had to make a nut joke. I'm a big macadamia nut fan, um, personally. <laughs> Those are very expensive. Especially Hawaii ones. Yes. But, but I don't get that on this. Um, <laughs> it's good, though. Um, maybe um, there, there is a little more going on in this palette. Mm-hmm. After you mentioned that, I think I do get that on the nose, too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's, some, I, there's some nuttiness there. I almost said it on the nose, but then we were already at tasting. So, <laughs> so for but something to pair it with, though, Vic... Um, Pastry wise, something you got something nutty for us? I do. Give me one second. I'm okay. trying to. I'm like going through the Rolodex of my brain. Okay, trying to get a recipe for you. Anybody else getting some baked chocolate on this? On the palate. What do you mean by baked? Chocolate? Yeah, I was going to say by baked well, chocolate. I'm, I'm going to need an explanation. Look at the tasting wheel. It's not like a milk chocolate or a dark chocolate, but I feel like it's like a like a chocolate that's been in the oven. Well, I think like whatever tasting note that we land on it, it it can also kind of like uh be hopefully related to madeira in the sense that like madeira would see like a heat element like it's almost like a cooked yeah. wine so like yeah no it's whatever, like, I'm, I'm, whatever it's flavor like, profile it's like, it's you like get a cooked, it's, yeah. it's like a cooked chocolate situation yeah so stewing it reminds me yeah of, it kind of reminds me of grandma's caramel bars out of the oven I was just gonna say, like chocolate chip cookies. Not that, that good though, because that's the, the best. Thing. <laughs> no, no, not that. Not, not as. No, you're fine. Jenny yeah. gave me a look like that's a big note. So Grandma mm-hmm. makes the best the best dessert that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. They're called caramel bars. Listen, I need them immediately. You, many people in listen, his family tried. have tried to we, make it. I've tried, and they've failed. Wait, I'm, do you have the recipe? Yes, I have the recipe. I can try. You got Grandma's touch. Well, you I know don't what? know that I have Grandma's touch, but I have me. Yeah. Yeah, well, well I, cool, I'm, happy, I I'm happy to give you a swing at this because I have tried many times and it just hasn't gotten there. My cousin has tried a bunch of times, gotten closer, but no, no one can get there. No the one thing, can get there. The thing about grandmas is that they usually do something, you know, as far as pastry goes, like wrong, but it ends up better. And 100%. that's the thing about grandmas. 100%. You, it's hard to recreate because even if you do it perfectly, you didn't do whatever grandma usually did. Yeah. I'm going to go. We're going to see grandma on Wednesday. I'm going to go tell her, hey, I hear you do your caramel bars wrong. And that's no, what they're doing. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. You hey, know what, what I mean? What have, why did Parker Which have a black eye? Like, up? I want to know that. So <laughs> what I was going to say as far as your baked chocolate. Sure. So when you bake chocolate chip cookies, yeah. part of what you're smelling is technically baked chocolate. So I could see how you could get but there. Yes. Yeah, I like it's that. not chocolate like chip that. cookies that you're smelling. But there is, um, and not quite burned chocolate, but you know how yeah, sometimes it gets on the on the pan and it cooks a, a little a, too much. Yeah, it's like a, war, a warm, sizzling chocolate. That is thing, also yeah. kind of nutty when you um, when you bake 
or like when you burn chocolate, yeah. it smells like burned nuts occasionally. I can see and that. that's, that is, I was going to say go. like, now that we're talking about like chocolate and nuts, like what's like a chocolate nutty dessert. Like, I feel like that would be a good pair for this. Oh, shoot. You know, you know I what forgot, I mean? I forgot. I was trying to think of that. Give me one sec. Well, we got sidetracked. <laughs> we did. You were like challenge accepted caramel yeah. bar. Lila's Char- caramel challenge bar. accepted caramel bar. Again, this is in. blue spot we're drinking right oh, now. Oh yeah. We are drinking blue spot. It's cast strength gang. And it is pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't tell, it's cax, cask strength. Shoot. Cax. <laughs> it's cax strength. I do feel like I get like an orange note on this, though. Just a little bit. Yeah, I can see it. Touch of citrus. Mm-hmm. But I like the chocolate and nut notes, too. Like, there's a lot going on. It's very good. Uh, our intern says hello. That's messaging in. Hi, Ali. She likes to have fun pottings, which we are. <laughs> I, I let her know she should listen to this one. It's, it's, uh, She's going to be mad. She's going to be mad. It's going to be great. About what? About Baker Mayfield being our quarterback? I am too. <laughs> no, about you saying that you coined the term. Um, oh, about, about, me, about me speaking the truth? <laughs> so it was her. I've been about, new. I knew talking? it. I'm over here speaking the true true and you know, where's she at? The true true? The true true. He's speaking said. the true true. Yeah. Okay. You heard it. You heard it here first, folks. The true true. I'm not gonna comment on that. Any any other hot takes on the on the to. palette on this blue spot? Just so, very good and, and complex. Go ahead. Sorry. One thing I think I've seen in kind of forums or just discussions online about blue spot is I think partially because of the proof. Um but as a kind of a uh, on ramp for uh, bourbon drinkers to get into Irish, uh, the blue spot. Um, I could very much see that actually. That's and I was curious if anyone else could could kind of see that um, yeah, between I, the proof, um, some of the flavors that we're getting. Um, this is definitely the most like bourbon of the ones I've tried so far tonight. I was gonna say like if you blinded somebody this with some other things yeah including some irish whiskeys like i wonder how many people would be able to pick out that this is an irish whiskey mm-hmm. um like the other yeah. ones that we've tried are like yeah like that's that's pretty irish whiskey mm-hmm. like some of the stuff that you guys have tried in like past episodes mm-hmm. like very <laughs> to me very irish whiskey oh, yeah, like, tasting. Like, yeah like teeling very irish yeah honestly even uh red breast very irish but this is like kind of this like straddles the line, I think, between mm-hmm. um, bourbon, uh, rye, right? Like I mentioned, that seagrass. Like there's some yeah. familiarities there. Um, well, it's this, got, this does not scream Irish whiskey to me. It's got the bourbon, the sherry, which is very common aging profile, and then uh, I sort of sorry. Go ahead. I think the Madeira gives it that darker note that really takes you away from your average Irish whiskey profile. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how I would have felt about that if I had tasted this, if you had said that prior to me tasting it the first time, if that makes sense. Because I I don't think that I have the most Irish whiskey knowledge. Um, I am more of a bourbon drinker. Um, Most of the Irish whiskey I've tasted has been on this podcast. Sure. Um, You're welcome. Yep. Um, But like like we've done Red Breast, we did Teeling. Mm -hmm. We did Intro to Irish Whiskey. I wasn't there, so I didn't get to taste those. Thank you very much. It was great, though. You guys missed out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but regardless, um, because we we tasted three prior to that one, like I don't know that I had that in my mind. Sure. Um, 
that being said, it is delicious. I very much like that. And I feel like um, this is a, 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 a good additional Irish whiskey episode for me to be a part of just to, for learning purposes. So maybe a good test as a avid fan of the show and sure. scholar, mm-hmm. uh, if you would. Um, I'd be curious if uh, Intern Allie would uh, appreciate this. I know she's the big Redbreast fan. Oh, no, she's going to be furious so, with this episode without her. Yes. Um, I would love to know, and she, but if, if I'm correct, she's also not like the biggest bourbon fan. I mean, yeah, she's, not particularly. I would she say appreciates she appreciates it, but she's not really. No, like her, uh, like going red, out for it. Red, red breast is her jam. Yeah, she, I would love to see what her opinion on this would be. Very cool. Yeah, Ali, if only you were here. So maybe we'll we'll have to uh. save her some. But you know what? We got Vic, which is better. That's a hot take. Al, you didn't hear it from me. It wasn't me. I didn't say it. Um, I do. I do have my pairing. Yes. Now, okay. Whenever I do the pairings, Ali never does this. By the way, I always well, try. A, Ali's not a pastry chef. Ali's not a pastry exactly. chef. Exactly. <laughs> I tried. To she do... could have been. She's just not. Like that's her. There we go. Yeah, I could have not been though, and that would have been fine. I think. It's like uh, I'm not a pro basketball <laughs> player. Michael Jordan was like he's better than me. Everyone agrees. It's fine. Oh wow. Just got hot takes today. Yeah, he's fired up over there. Takes. A- <laughs> um, I I like to try to do something that you, the listener, could Make legitimately yourself. have yourself. You know, I know near the beginning I compared something to like an opera cake, which you're not going to make yourself. You're going to find that somewhere. But I think a pecan pie oh, would yeah. be so good with this. I know we were saying walnut. And I know that was really like the, the the nut we decided on, but I do think that a pecan pie it's got that that caramelization that we want to see. That it's got the the nice buttery flavor in the crust, and it's it's classic. It's homemade. It feels it would make this feel a little bit more like you know a mm-hmm. a true Irish. You know, you not that pecan pie is Irish, but <laughs> you but you just want like you want to sit by the fire and eat a little piece of pecan pie while you drink this. I like that. A little more approachable, I think, is what it makes this. My aunt Kathy makes a very good pecan pie that I think that would heck yeah would pair very well with the blue spot. So does my mother. Shout out to mom. Go mom. Hey Vic's mom. <laughs> Fan of the show. <laughs> yeah, mark? totally. Definitely Soon. listens to this. Definitely listens and drinks plenty. I mean, now now she's going to be. That seems disingenuous. I'm not going to lie. She doesn't. <laughs> Love so you, next up, we've got uh, the Red Spot, which full disclosure, I have tried a, twice before. And I thoroughly enjoyed both times. I thought that was going to go in a completely different direction. You took a deep, deep uh Breath before you said that. Yeah. Hey, listen, I always leaving one more. That's the key to good podcasting, which I haven't figured out because we're doing this, but, (laughs) but I like the pod. So no, the red spot, which let me the details on it. Triple distilled matured for a minimum of 15 years in a combo of pre-seasoned bourbon, Oloroso sherry and Marsala fortified wine. Damien, tell, tell me about Marsala. Oh, geez. Honestly, Marsala is a wine that I know nothing about. Other than it's cook- from Sicily. Isn't it more for cooking? You see, you find a lot of it, uh, a lot of it that's produced is, you know, like essentially what's like cooking wine grade. Mm-hmm. There's a couple producers that, you know, make nice ones, but I think most people probably have that experience with Marsala. Mm-hmm. So again, I admittedly, I don't, know too much about Marsala other than it's from Sicily. 
uh, and I don't have that much go drinking. Go Sicily. True. I don't, uh, <laughs> that is where my family is from. Yeah. So go Sicily. I don't have tr- uh, too much true drinking experience with Marsala, but I would like to speak on Oloroso Sherry for a little bit because this is maybe one of the only, um, you know, like Sherry's that we've gotten uh, a little bit, you know, right. more. Well, I'll give you 10 minutes. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to go for 10 minutes. But essentially uh, in, in, you know, the major dry styles of Sherry, you kind of have three. So you have your... Uh, your Fino Sherry, your Amontillado Sherry, and your Oloroso Sherry. What, so what about PX Sherry? So PX Sherry is a... so PX Pedro Jimenez. Pedro Jimenez, correct. And uh, that's a sweet sherry. Um, so those are very sweet, uh, and they can, you know, kind of range in flavor profiles depending on how, how old they are. Uh, some can kind of taste like uh, Membrillo or like quince paste. Others, uh, when they're very old, can, can someone explain to me what quince paste tastes uh, like? Because <laughs> I gotta, sadly do not that, have that, that frame of reference. Yeah, that's that's a that's a new phrase in my life. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll bring some next time I'm over. Yeah, I'd like um, some quince paste next time you're but, on. But uh, so. I so for instance, like Alviar 1927 does a really really nice PX sherry that you know the Solera system was introduced. I, I believe uh, you know essentially grapes from 1927 are in this bottle. Sure. And that that one tastes like, you know, dried figs, prunes, coffee, smoke, a little bit savory. It's mm-hmm. it's really cool. So it always has a... It's like a sour mash in bourbon. <laughs> so going back to the Oloroso, right? So, uh, you know, let's let's say there's three, you know, major categories of sherry. You have your Fino, your Amontillado, and your Oloroso. So Fino is only going to see... Um, so, so when sherry is being made, uh, a film of yeast, dead yeast called floor appears uh, because they're, they're only, I think, three quarters uh, of the way full uh, when they fill the barrels. So the, the dead yeast protects the wine from any effects of oxidation. That's what's going to give your, your wine uh, your, your nutty flavors, essentially. What's crazy is I knew that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wine 101. Talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I took the class. So, uh, so that's going to be your Fino Sherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's skip to, um, uh, to Oloroso Sherry. So Oloroso Sherry uh, does not... Uh, well, so Fino Sherry is going to have a lot more like yeasty characters from the contact with the flora yeast. Mm-hmm. Now Oloroso Sherry is going to be higher in ABV, and it's also going to get uh, a little bit more oxidative because it's not going to have that uh, touch of the... Uh, it, it doesn't see the same time under floor that a Fino or an Amontillado does. Now, an Amontillado will see both. Amontillado will see some time under floor, and it'll also see some time going uh, undergoing oxidative or you know oxidative now, aging. Now, I don't know a lot of the details about sherry, but I do know uh, whiskey. Yeah. And I see a lot more Oloroso sherry finish. Well, and, so I, and I don't the, see any of those other two. Exactly. Well, well, but the thing is, Oloroso mm-hmm. is going to be the closest to uh, like an aged whiskey or a bourbon because mm-hmm. it's only seeing oxidative flavors. It's only getting the nutty characteristics. It's also between the three, the highest in alcohol. Okay. Uh, so Fino is all, it's very like briny, saline, uh, bright, uh, yeasty. Like if you ever mm-hmm. smelled like just straight bread dough, pizza dough, that's what you're getting out of Fino. Uh, and then on the flip side, just think about Oloroso Sherry, kind of think about that, uh, in, in whiskey terms, right? Like, uh, nutty, uh, oxidative, um, rich, uh, and then Amontillado, uh, gets a little bit of both. It sees a little bit of the briny, uh, you know, yeasty characteristics from the Fino gets a little bit of the, um, you know, richness and oxidative aging from the, that you would get in an Oloroso. 
I mentioned that because this is the only one that that specified which <laughs> which uh, sherry is being used because he yeah I, I, lots I, of types of sherry. <laughs> I, I imagine they're really excited about the Oloroso on this one. Yeah, what do you guys get on the nose on this this red spot? Well, I just pointed at pecan on the tasting wheel, and Vic agreed with. I me. do agree. I get that. I am also getting like a maple syrup kind of thing. I was going to say like a light, the buttery note, but I feel like it's less buttery than most of the others we have um, nosed so far. 100%. There's definitely a sweetness on that nose. You guys get anything else? Per the bottle. Um, (laughs) Oh, Oh, I'm glad cheating now. (laughs) Glad you came out with it before you said it. Well, I figured on the last bottle, we should look on the back, and it actually Mm. has... uh, Nose taste and finish notes. Don't say the Stop. taste yet. Is it really? So. Don't don't say the fin. Uh, yeah. I will not uh, color anyone's. I, I tasted it, so I can't get. Into oh, it. it had it on all of the bottles, and we did not read it. No, because we're we're making our own decisions. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to know don't, how don't long let, I was. Don't let Big Irish Whiskey tell you what it tastes like. It's true. Are, I also don't yeah. always agree with uh, notes that are on the label. So, admittedly, too, a lot of uh, a lot of notes are very personal. Like you can't, yes. 100%. You, you cannot like expect another person to get the same tasting note. I say this because there are wines that like if you were to take a wine exam. For instance, a Pinot Noir from Burgundy, you would have to pretty much say some sort of red fruit. And I was at a tasting with uh, a cellar master from Burgundy at one of the big, um, one of the big uh, negociants, and he said blueberries. Now, if you were to ever say blueberries on an exam, you would never, no. you would never pass. <laughs> no. But you know, you talk to the winemakers, and they're like, "Yeah, you know what? This is what I taste. I taste blueberries and chocolate milk." And they're and and what are you gonna tell and them? And you're like, "Shoot, what are you tell them? All right. blueberries and chocolate milk, That's my guy. <laughs> I'm in." Um, and just up, this also has a 96 rating on distiller, which mm-hmm. is very high. Makes me really excited to taste. I mm-hmm. I would actually like to add. I feel like we haven't had this on. Some of, well, I guess we've had it on a, a few of them, but I feel like I get a little bit of like an orange on the nose too. Some sort of citrus, maybe lemon. I don't know. Just a little bit. I'm working on the details of the, the palette here, but this bottle is fucking amazing. <laughs> I thought you were about to say this bottle fucked. I was close. I was close. I didn't want to lead that charge. I want someone else to lead that charge if it's going to happen. Oh my gosh. It, it is very. You've really hyped it up. I haven't tasted it yet. There. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because we went from the yellow spot at 92 proof to the blue at 118, and we're back down to 92. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this one had to be last because this is the. I totally understand that. And I. Mm-hmm. It, it is pretty magical. It's got some of those vanilla bean flavors, I think, yes. from before. There's a richness to this that I love in bourbon, and I also love it here. It's got a depth of character that I'm here for. Yeah, the proof's a little lower than some of the other stuff we tried, but I'm okay with it because the this... depth is still there. The word depth is a very good word yeah. for a 92 proof whiskey. Yeah, it's very good. I got a little bit of chocolate on that too. This I do is as well. Delicious. Yeah. Wow. I go back and forth between the red and the blue as being my favorite of the sure. spot range and almost Irish whiskey in general. Um, and so to do them kind of back to back like this, um, I mean, they're very different, right? Like sure. the proofs are, are a good amount apart. Um, the age, the finishing cast, I mean, they're really all pretty different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love them both for different reasons. Um, but you're right. I mean, this is just 
It's just great. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, that's that's kind of the thing. Is like, I mean, you know what? Great. This is just great. Like, what? yeah. I I do um, have a note shit, I would like incredible. to share on please, this one. Please. Yes. Um, All right. Wait. Hold on. Vic, go ahead. <laughs> please, please go ahead, um, um, No, I'm ready. Okay, so think about soft serve ice cream, but it's a swirl of vanilla and chocolate. Okay. With the cone. You know what? It's funny. As soon as you said soft serve, I was thinking, oh my God, it's going to be a swirl though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it has the so, vanilla and the yeah, chocolate you, you in nailed, there. You nailed yeah. it. You know, sometimes when you're listening to somebody give a tasting note and you still kind of have that flavor on your tongue, yeah. you just feel it, it appear as, <laughs> as they're saying it. That, that just happened to me. That was, you nailed that. That reminds me of seeing LeBron hit a three 10 years ago. And it was a really deep three. And I hate, Le- I hate LeBron as everybody knows for a variety of reasons. But uh, he had one of the best calls in an NBA game I've ever seen. Because the commentator, he shot, this is like a Steph Curry style. This is before Steph was a really big deal. And you would just, that we expect him to do that. But he pulled up from like 32 feet or something. And the, the commentator is like, LeBron from the parking lot. And uh, that tasting note reminded me of that. That was incredible. Jenny with this swirl, the soft serve with a cone from, from the, the parking, parking lot. lot. <laughs> nailed it. Nailed Thank, it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you guys have one more Irish whiskey in you? I think we do the cast strength red breast to see I how do, it holds up. I do, but wait. <laughs> Damien's questioning it. Can I give you... Oh, you have a match or you have a pairing? I do. I would love to hear it. Now, here's the thing. Have I told you guys about entremets? What is it? Entremets. I speak English, no. a little bit of Spanish. So that's French. <laughs> so entremets and... are these desserts that are traditionally made. It, funny enough, it's supposed to, you're supposed to eat it before the entree. Like the entree. It's entremet. It's before the entree. I don't like it. I still think it should be at the end. But I learned about these in school. I made a wine-based entremet because I was a big wines person. Nice. It was my favorite. Um, but for this, I am creating my own entremet as we go. Now, if you've ever seen one before, they are these really beautiful shapes because they are made upside down in a mold where it is filled primarily with mousse, and then you add your different layers. It's an extremely, you know, intricate. It's a thick meat, the mousse. It's a thick it's... meat, the mousse. Mm. But, but it's an extremely intricate dessert. But typically, it is it is the base is some kind of either a decois, which is like a thin cake or a cookie. And in this point, or in this, I know cookie. cookie. (laughs) So in this, in this one, I would say a hazelnut decois, which essentially is it's hazelnut cake, real thin. How about that? Is that all right? Love it. Cool. Okay. Now you take your hazelnut cake real thin. You add a little bit of like a layer of ganache. Do we all know what ganache is? I know what ganache is. Cool. Chocolate cream, Mm -hmm. basic. You do that. Now, on top of that, uh, you do you do another decoin. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But you take this, you put it in the blast freezer, which is something that freezes it very, very fast. And then you make Sounds this right. lovely mousse. I'm thinking like a, a cream cheese mousse. Now, mm. Bear with me. A cream cheese mousse, because what's going to go on the inside is like a, like a poached pear compote. Of course. Whoa. There's a lot going on with this. Yes. It's super intense. Entremets are ridiculous, but um, poached in a red wine. Okay. That's the way to do it. Now we take our decois little mixture thing that I made before and you plop it on top. You blast freeze the whole thing. You turn it over and then you spray it with a light spray of chocolate. Ooh la la. (laughs) And it's, I will show you guys here a photo of it. 
<sighs> everyone that's listening, go look up entremet. It's very cool. BuzzFeed tried to call them cakes for a very long time. <laughs> I hated it. It was the worst. But anyway. So but yeah. what you described was obviously very complex. But I also think that most of those tasting notes that you just um, described in that dessert slash appetizer or whatever yeah, we're calling it. It's a dessert. Um, <laughs> Slappetizer. Um, Slappetizer. <laughs> um, I feel like that would have worked with almost everything we tasted today. Like that I combination agree. of things, because I feel like there was something nutty about almost everything that we tried. There was a little bit of chocolate throughout the tasting we've of course they were all um, aged in wine barrels so yeah there was a lot yeah. there was a lot that matched up there so i feel like that was a great one to end with because in general that would work well with the green spot lineup so before we try this red breast to, just to see how it compares with its definitely its main competitor um what did what was your guys favorite on the lineup here oh, uh, wow. let's start with brandon oh man um, this is very difficult, by the way. I don't know if everybody else is struggling with this, but I don't know. Yeah, I I am really struggling. Um, and it's not a surprise because I mean, coming in red and blue are just always up there for me. Mm. Um, I mean, they're like I mentioned, like they're they're different enough that I think it really depends on like the vibe you're in or kind of what your like the mood or just what you're going for at that time sure um i mean the red is just at 92 proof it's just so silky and decadent luxurious um, opulence i has it it's it's wonderful <laughs> uh but then the blue spot is is uh uh just intense um and a little bit uh, a little bit different than the red it just gives you that different feel um, and honestly, I, I go for both. Um, if I had to pick one right now for how I'm feeling tonight, what you do, um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the red, but there he goes. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. I can swap them out. I like it. All right. Damien, your thoughts. Oh man. You know, uh, I'm not sure if this was just because it like, <clears throat> it's a little bit more personal. Maybe it just spoke to me the most at the time of, you know, first sip or first nose, but I really did dig the gold spot. It's awesome. All right. I like the it. gold spot quite a bit. Uh, I thought uh, there was a, uh, it was very assertive on the nose. It was very assertive on the palate, but it also kind of changed, you know, profiles in the palate for uh, pretty drastically for me. And it also, you know, had a lot of flavor intensity that just carried it uh, through the finish. So that was my favorite. Well, Jenny. So this is really interesting for me because I'm actually drawing some parallels to this tasting lineup to the Pappy tasting lineup in that we switch we were switching proofs from kind of like a 90ish to a 115 or 107 107 okay whatever it was but it was we were switching from a lower proof to a higher proof sure. back to a lower proof and then back to a higher proof when sure. we were doing that and um I felt like we we said that two different bottles fucked on that episode, the 15 and the 20, and they were at different proof points. Yes. And I feel like it kind of feels similarly just because we kind of did the same thing here. And it, like the proofs were a little bit more um, variable on this one, but mm -hmm. I feel like um, we were switching from like 90, you know, 80 to 102 to 92 to 118 back to 92. And I feel like the blue and the red both kind of have their place like they mm -hmm. both kind of have their purpose mm -hmm. um 
so it's I'm with Brandon in that it's like tough to choose between those two because I feel like you would use one for one thing and one for another thing. But people listen to this podcast because we make the tough choices. (laughs) I know (laughs) you are correct. Absolutely. We do the hard work. That's right. I do think that um, for something that's 92 proof, though, I think the red spot is my favorite because for being 92 proof, the complexity really stood up for me. Love it. Vic. So, see, I wasn't a huge fan of blue, but I think that's just because I am not used to higher proof whiskeys yet. Nothing wrong with that. And I and I can't wait to be so that I can, you know, come back later. And when I used to think Green Spot kicked a little bit, and now I'm like, oh, that's like drinking water yeah. <laughs> in comparison to yeah. all of all of the rest. But I'm stuck between yellow and red. I think both of those were incredible. I think red sense. had like a huge impact, and I want to say that was my favorite. But both had 96 ratings on the stuff. Both had 96 ratings for a good reason. But you great. know what? That yellow spot, that first sip I took. I I will Spoke be purchasing <laughs> Yellow Spot nice. when I make more money mm-hmm. later. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but no, that it 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 was just complex enough. I like that I could pick out the flavors. Mm-hmm. It was still smooth. It didn't have, you know, oh, it just it was really great. I think it's going to be Yellow Spot for me. That's great. The Yellow Spot was very good. Um, for me, it was Red Spot. That bottle fucks. Agreed. That bottle exclamation fucks. point. End I of sentence. Totally agree. Oh my God. Can yes. I be the one that puts a sticker on it? <gasps> no, you didn't even Damn pick it. it as your favorite. Like, <laughs> I know, but it does fuck though. I know it does. I am aware that it fucks. That's why I just said it out loud. Uh, well, when you declare it, then, okay, then you can put fair. the sticker Again, on. Again, Damien, it's not about being right. It's about being confident. There you go. Um, hey, I was very confident 100%. in my yellow spot. Yeah, you were, you were. Uh, yeah, the red spot is just amazing. Yes, it's a low proof. And I, I do see there be there be times where I'm like, I'm more in the mood for gold or blue spot because of the higher proof. Mm-hmm. But that red spot is just amazing. It's complex, which I love in a whiskey. I'd like to add that I did not think any of these were Bad. Like I liked all. Jenny oh God, hated yeah. four of them. No, obviously, no. These are, the lineup's fantastic. The whole yeah, no, lineup, lineup is great. Yeah. These guys are doing great. Uh, that red spot fucks. It's amazing. Um, I've had it tw- two other times. I thought it fucked then too. They, these, this, this, this has been consistently amazing. That bottle consistently fucks. Listen, that bottle. Like it's. it's it, I don't know if it tied a stick to it or what, but it is. Okay. <laughs> I love um, it. So in front of us, though, just to see how it compares, we've got Wait. the cast strength red breast. Almost all of us Sorry. have the cast. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> While you're and pouring, now I'm ready. one thing I would say about the yellow spot, Vic, is that yes. you can find that up just about oh, anywhere. Oh, just about anywhere. Like, That's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's available. Red spot comes to the States once, twice a year. Yeah, it's like, pretty limited. I mean, we're in danger zone on this bottle. Well, and I have just not let seen me know because we appreciate you letting us have some. Quite some time. So Here's it's like thing. I know a guy. So we maybe, gotta we, we gotta refill that soon. We may get our hands on another one. I do know a guy. I was gonna say I I know a guy who can extremely cheaply get to uh, Dublin and back. Oh, there you go. Actually, that'd be better. It's me. I'm the guy. You're the guy. <laughs> <I'm> the guy. <laughs> so next time you're in Dublin, please get us some more red spot. I thank absolutely you. will because that bottle fucks. I'd also like to add <laughs> seriously. I'd like to add a comment specifically for Parker. The triple distilled thing. That was a thing for all of 
this lineup except for one thing. Yeah. And it was the one that you happened to like realize. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So like it wasn't just the the other rundown that you, you were talking about. I can tell you about. our next this. episode is going to have a lot of triple distilled stuff. <laughs> but uh, hot, yeah. Hot topic. Mm-hmm. But, so what do you guys think? Everyone get on, get on this. We don't have to go too deep, deep in the detail here because you can listen to our Red Burst episode to get the details on this. I just want your immediate take on how does this compare to <laughs> the spot collection? God, that is a good whiskey. I've got some chocolate on the nose again. Yeah. And with the higher proof one, I thought it would hold up better. I'm kind of getting a little red fruit. Am I crazy for that or are you guys getting that too? No, I, I get- can be crazy for that. That is okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get just, the, I get it a little bit more than I did on the the spots. Yeah, this reminds me of a chocolate covered strawberry. Yeah, mm-hmm. just and nothing. Yeah, nothing crazy. I'm not saying this, anything too intense, but to me, this feels more like traditional Irish whiskey. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes. Yes. Like I like I get more of that um, pot still. Uh, I don't. That, that's what hits me. I think a lot of the the spots that we've had, it's more of the the cask influence. Well, yeah, because they have a lot of very a lot of, for lack of a term, weird casks Irish. in there. Whereas this is a little more conventional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would the. But, but these are the two Irish whiskeys that are on each other's blocks. Honestly, like they're right. But the blue out. the blue spot comment that Brandon made about it being more of a bourbon for like a bourbon bourbon drinker friendly. Pronounce bourbon, but go on. <laughs> Sorry guys. That's how they pronounce um, it in Ireland. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, but the blue spot um, bourbon reference um, versus this one, I feel like if you put these next to each other and especially if you did it blind, I feel like people might not, you know, identify the blue spot as a bourbon. Sure. This one is much more Irish whiskey forward. Damon, your take on this? Oh man, uh, you got me caught up. Uh, that was actually my last sip of the previous. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Okay, so I wasn't the last one. Thank you very much. Give, give, give him a nip of that. I was. Uh, I was trying to stay low key. <laughs> I. Okay, so I'm. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm weirdly obsessed with Ireland. <laughs> it's a thing. I love it. She's it's amazing. Le- she's learning Irish on Duolingo. I am literally learning Irish. <laughs> I am seventy six days in wow. to Irish on That's Duolingo. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> sick. Can I only speak it on the Aran Islands? Yes. Did I understand one sentence of what they were saying? And it was it was just offering a guy water. But I did understand that the bartender was offering water, which, by the way, is Ushka. Mm. Is water Ushka? Ushka. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, um, Lo siento. This, oh, yeah. All of Espanol. <laughs> sure. El <laughs> so Presidente this, over here. Uh, agua hey. water. But, but, but. <laughs> so like you said, this does feel it's it is true Irish whiskey. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's got that good flavor. I feel like I need to be sitting on the cliffs of Moore for this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I wish I was with a nice fat Ouch. glass of it. Ouch. We're sitting right here. Like. <laughs> Thought we were it's pretty cool, pretty but I guess. Close, really. Okay, how about I just transport <laughs> us all magically <laughs> to the Cliffs I mean, of Moore with this red breast? So I mean, cool. how much better would this podcast be if we could do that? Okay, yeah. So, that's what I'm just like snap our fingers and, and like appear wherever it came yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, little trivia I was uh, got married at the Cliffs of Moore. Congratulations. 10 years ago. I both hate you, Next and month. all of a sudden I'm in love with you <laughs> and your wife. 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. Um, That's incredible. But I, I sadly, I was not uh, as into whiskey uh, then as I am now. Um, That's all right. Neither was so I, I, I when a, I went to Ireland. <laughs> now it'll be your anniversary trip to go and like explore in that way. Get renew those vows. Come on. We, yeah. We, have you gone back? No, we were going to try this year. Um, but uh, Disney took precedent. With oh, okay, well, the that's kids. there are kids. kids that's yeah. understandable. Yeah. So Disney's pretty sick. So. Maybe next year, go to Epcot. They'll learn something. Um, Definitely. We'll be good. We would go around the world. That's, that's for sure. I mean, it's all about drinking around the world. Did you drink Obviously. around the world? That's the move. Of course. Okay, I'm just making sure <laughs> what you do there. Yeah. Uh, I'll concerned. Uh, okay, for a we're second. Gonna, uh, we're going to uh, Universal in a couple weeks, Jenny. We are. And every time you talk about it, I get a little more angry. <laughs> Get a little bit close. You're not. You're, I mean, you're invited. Hey, Doug. But like, just show up. I'll just show up. What with all of my time off? I was about to say my schedule. It's, yeah, I'd say yeah. Your, Wait, your schedule you is again? difficult to uh, plan around. A couple, couple weeks. We can talk about it off the pod. Anyway, okay, um, I, how do you <laughs> guys think this holds? So more traditional. How do you think it holds up against the the spots? So for me, I'm glad we did this. Um, because I, so I was also like, even before we got here, just thinking like, we're going to taste the spots. Mm-hmm. I think it would be cool to see how kind of the pinnacle of the accessible red breast line yeah. would compare. Yeah. Um, and for me, man, it's, it's there. It's there with the red spot. Like I, yeah, it's, it's definitely in the conversation. I'm not sure. With blue and with, honestly, it's closer to blue just because of the, the proof. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say. What is, if I may ask, the Wonderful. proof of the 12, the Red Breast 12? Well, so this is the cast strength Red Breast yes. 12. Um, it's, Damien, can you read it off the bottle there? Let's see. We're at, uh, we are at 116.2 proof. 116. What's the proof of the original 12? Oh, uh, not cast strength. Much lower, much lower. Like 90? Because I wonder, I w- so for me, I would choose the red over this, but as I just said, I'm not big on the, the higher strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the the red is better than the twelve year regular uh, uh, red breast. That just is oh yeah. Regu- regular red breast is eighty yeah. proof. I th- oh, so, oh, that's like okay. so here's the thing. I think that red breast twelve is better than green spot. Yes, but I think yeah. that the blue. That. But I think the blue spot is better than the red breast cask strength. Okay. Hmm. Oh, okay. That would be my take. I might go the. I, I think I would go red spot on t- up top. I might go red breast cast strength, then blue spot, and then other spots. Okay. But then I would go I would go regular red breast 12 over green spot. Yeah, I enjoyed the green spot, but I do, but, I just know how incredible the red breast 12 is. But these two is. brands, though, these are, this is Rocky and Apollo and Rocky 2 just, just throwing haymakers at each other. <laughs> yeah. Just like, who's going to win? They're both down. I don't know. It's, it's, Who's getting up first? It's, so it's it's very much. Well, I think a, it's clear we win. Yeah, we yeah, we are the winners. <laughs> yeah, no matter what, we have great. done the, the winning drinkers. today. They're all great. These yeah. I 15. am so excited, and thank you for bringing the spots because this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've gotten to taste only green and yellow, and being able to taste the blue and the red, and even the gold, which wasn't my favorite, but. Wow. What an experience. Anyway, thanks so much for being with us, guys. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Shy Spirits, guys. Send us your great ideas for episodes, your praise for me, your scorn for John for not being here. Uh, <laughs> he was supposed to be here. Shy Spirits, guys, at gmail.com. And your dating profiles for Vic. She's available, guys and girls. And nice. Yep, everybody. And uh, 
check out the merch store. Also, check out the website. Just go to the website. You can find the merch store through the website. Chispiritsguys at gmail. Sorry, goddamn it. Chispiritsguys.com. Dot com. It's fantastic. The website's great. Thank you, Jenny. And uh, You're welcome. Thank you, Jenny. We will see you guys next time here at Chispiritsguys. Cheers. 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 Cheers.